Hello, my name is Peter Barham, and on behalf of Cyrus Radio and FreakyTrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office. Have you ever thought, Soyum Perador, I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? Well, if so, this show is for you, though I'll say right now, we will not kill you. And does knowing you're a loser in Spanish and English make you a loser? Of course not. Losers are people who lose stuff. And we all lose stuff. Bonnie Tyler was lost in France. R.E.M. lost their religion. Albert Brooks was lost in America. But in my lost property office, things were lost and now they are found. Found like Bobby Gillespie after a long weekend. Here I will be guiding a guest to move on up through the items they've lost and hoping to distract them with some new items. Because this is not just a fake radio lost property office, it's also a real university one. I've invited my guests for a rummage through the SOAS lost property office and see what they can find. Who knows, the rightful owner may be listening and can come and pick it up. So welcome to this week's intrepid lost propertyer, Rob Brennan. Hello, Pete. How are you doing, Rob? Um, you've been downstairs to Lost Property, and I think, think of all the people who've been in the office, you have taken the most time and trouble over your items. Yes. Uh, it was a lot <laughs> down there. There's a, there's a lot down there, after all. There, There is, there is, and uh, I don't know. Um, We're coming to the I, end I'd of like term. To, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to take care of these things. And, yes, uh, no, and I think and you have. There's and I've... Hopefully found a, an agreeably random selection of stuff. Yes, would you like to wave a few of them in the air just to get a, get a sense of the sound of them? Okay, the, the, the uh, let's uh, start with this one. Oh, that sounds good, that. And um, and then, yeah, oh, well, that's, that's, that's a good place to start. I mean, as I say, it is the end of term, so it's probably the fullest it's been for a while. But equally, there are some of the more esoteric items have already been picked. So you came across, I believe, Pam's Pink Cow from earlier in the series. That's correct, uh, yes. There was the car boot book, which I think, once seen, is never forgotten. Um, so there's plenty, plenty there. But before we talk about your items, I'd like to talk about items that you've lost in your life. Um, what would you say would be the item of most value, or personal or, or monetary, that you've lost in your time? Well, okay. Um, I did once. Uh, I did once lose the uh, only surviving certification that I've been into space. Okay, um, there's a few questions that raises. I can't help but thinking, um, how did you lose such a thing? Uh, I left it in a in a McDonald's, I think. Uh, do you know where the McDonald's was? Uh, somewhere in London. Do you, do you know what you were eating at the time? Uh, I don't know, probably a hamburger. Okay, I've, I've got past all the banal questions that everyone would want to know about that. When we were in space, Rob? Um, when I was small, um, I watched, I believe it was on Blue Peter, mm-hmm. possibly... What I thought at the time was the best thing in the world, which was a uh, a space simulator that they had set up in London. Some I can't remember what it was called. Something like Space Adventure, yeah, okay, three thousand. Yeah. That's or possible. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and naturally, um, being the age I was, I bugged my parents to <laughs> incessantly. Yes, yeah, right. So I can understand that. No, and we went on a day trip. And it was absolutely the best thing ever. It was one of those shonky flight simulator things yeah. where you get in. But this and, is like this was like and, the eighties, uh, and they didn't yeah, have yeah. those things then, right? Yeah, it's... and it was it was amazing. They take you on a they take you on a trip to Mars, mm-hmm. all the way to Mars, all the way to Mars. How, how how long did this simulator take? Because if if I remember rightly, at the current speeds we can get spacecraft to go that go from Earth, it would take about two years to get to Mars. They used hyperspace, Pete. Come oh, on. hyperspace. Well, I'm just, just saying that. Like, I've got to say I'm a little disappointed because I, I thought when you started when you were a child, I thought maybe you were born on another planet or maybe you were the last survivor of a, a alien race. Um happened to just look like human beings sent down here in your rocket and maybe in your teens developed some kind of superpower which you've now hidden from us because obviously people would um, experiment on you. 
No. Am I thinking of someone else? I might be thinking of someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, so where, where I was know, I know it looked very similar. Yeah, no, you yeah. do have you do have a that little kiss girl. Um yeah. and the and the Clark, you look more like Superman than Clark Kent, I've got to say. Physically, you you, you hold yourself with the bearing of a a true um Kryptonian. Um flatterer. Well, yeah. I always thought actually that thing about his beard because obviously if he's, if if um if he was Kryptonian then his hair and his beard it followed all his hair was also indestructible. So how he ever cut it? Possibly with kryptonite scissors. I don't know. Put kryptonite that close to your face, so you might cut yourself and kill yourself. I don't know. It's just just things that that worry. So where was this? Where was this space simulator? Oh, it was a. Uh... It was somewhere down near the London Dungeon, if I if I remember correctly. It was oh, it was maybe only open for about I don't know six months to a year. Yeah, until yeah. you know people got lost or, or or a new thing on the block turned up, you know, an underwater simulator or you know, yeah, come and visit yeah. the Mary Rose. Um, mm-hmm. That would be the, the type of thing the kids loved. That they Blue Peter did a lot in Mary Rose. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I remember I remember actually yeah, watching watching the raising of the Mary Rose on telly, um, even though I was about. Maybe two hundred yards away at the time. Oh right, well, that's the best idea. Yeah, best idea. I was about to say you're from that neck of the woods. Yeah, we yeah. Were, we watched. It was. It's weird actually. Trying to think that the few times we were pulled out of class to watch stuff on the telly, and the raising of the Mary Rose definitely was one of them. And I can't really remember any others. And in some ways, pulling up a shapeless bit of wood from the water because it really was a it, big it, letdown. It, it was. It was one of the great disappointments of our era. Yes, I think. Because I think. I think we, I think we probably assumed it might look a bit different to what it looked like. We've been led to believe, well, certainly. Yeah, well, well, we'd only seen these with these marvellous paintings of the, yeah. the ship in full sail and yeah. obviously, you know, assumed that was what, what it would look like. When I, it, mean, I suppose in retrospect we were, we were foolish to think that, but nevertheless it was a little on the disappointing side. Mm. To, the, to this day, I've never been to see it. No? no. <laughs> you still know what it's going to look like. It's about, what, <laughs> yeah. about 20 feet of really, really chunky, rotting wood. As far as I remember, that's about right. Yeah. So, so, what can you remember of going to Mars? Um, it were it involved a lot of of juddering because you know they paid money for this uh, yeah device that sort of like uh, wobbled around and yeah, a lot of it. Uh, I'm to... assuming lots of um, excessive g forces. Um, only in very short bursts, funnily enough, just 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 <laughs> and not really that excessive. But shaking, shaking, yeah, yeah, lot, lots of shaking, lots of lots of very impressive special effects. Was there ever a point during the journey where maybe the the spaceship was attacked by mini meteorites or something like that, or you could hear? There, there were there were, there were definitely emergencies of some kind. Oh, okay, yes, uh, but okay. you you weren't given the role to. Um... No, we were we were strictly passengers. Yes, okay, well, uh, fair yeah. enough. You haven't been given the training and so on. Well, well exactly. You know, you didn't have to wear a spacesuit of any form, so. No, 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 you, no. We could. They let us on in civilian clothes. So you weren't worried about inc- explosive decompression or anything like that. Um, if, no, I suppose no. if it had happened, you wouldn't know. It'd be, it'd be very quick um, in that situation once the air has rushed out. Yeah, yeah. And, and explosive decompression's a myth anyway. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought I'd throw it in there just to see if if anything was there. Um, so, you, but you weren't lost in space. No, it wasn't lost in space. There was there was a brief bit of drama where where we might have been. Right. Okay. But um, but at the end of it all, yeah. At the end of it all, because you know we were we were brave pioneers, despite mm. you know just being passengers. We were each given a certificate, saying you've been in space. Saying we've been in space, and uh, I got one. My friend, my friend got one. Mm-hmm. Come with us, and and uh, you carried it around wherever you went. Then afterwards, um, 
carried it around as far as I think getting to McDonald's. Right, and then left <laughs> and it there. Then. then left it on the table. Right. Well, I mean, if if it had been, and I'm, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way, Robert. If it had been a real certificate of you going to space, then it may have been worth a lot of money. But I get a sense that it may because it wasn't real. It was it it was valuable to me. Who was it uh, certified by? Um, the Space Master General. Or... Yes, yes, whoever was in charge of space at the time. Yes. <laughs> about, about, I was, Russia was still going to space then, weren't they? So Yeah, yeah. So, so it was it was disputed territory anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose if you've been to the Red Planet, it probably would have been theirs. Well, yes, quite, quite, quite possibly. Well, yeah. okay, well, I think we, we, we should um, we should scoot over that uh, now, but it is a sad story, and I, I can imagine... Imagine this certificate now, and perhaps we can find something on eBay that we can get it back. Or someone has tried to sell it on eBay; it's possible. But next question is um, more about yourself personally. When have you been lost? When have I been lost? Yeah, physically lost. Um, I I've been lost on a number of occasions um, since moving to London. Usually, mm. when looking to a pub, in between moving to London and getting getting a Getting an iPhone. Mm. Uh, other other, other smartphones of... are available. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> iPhones are the best ones. I even I say that. You know, everyone knows it's true. Um, the because you're a small town boy. I am. Yes, um, and you've lived in a few places, but London is the largest place you've lived. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to get lost, particularly when people just throw out a pub name, and then don't really tell you how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have this habit of going. Uh, of finding out where it is on a map, uh, then assuming that I've stored the map in my head. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I have a bit of that. I'm quite good at it, and I've lived in London for a very long time, so usually I can knit the place together. But it's easy done. You think, well, it's just down there. It's not like when you're in, say, New York, where it's a grid, and the, yeah, number, yeah, yeah. the numbers can help you out. Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, and uh, I I enjoy enjoyed visiting New York for that very reason. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, Wonderful, logical city. You don't feel lost. Well, certainly on Manhattan. I mean, once you go out into um, Brooklyn and stuff like that, it can get a little bit more complicated. But even then, there's still a number of numbers involved. And, um, yeah, it's uh, even I get lost sometimes in London. Um, and once you're outside your key area, then, it, you know, the further you get away, so your sort of North London way, if you're in South London, it's a, that's a closed book to me, South London. <laughs> Why? I, I do try and talk people out of inviting me south of the river, but you can't always help it. Well, it you know, it happens, but, you know, so... It's not real London, um, <laughs> as I believe someone said once. Um, other views are, uh, are are available, of course. Um, so your record, and actually is a record, you're the first person it's, to find a record downstairs. Yes, well, you know, C- CDs are boring anyway, mm. and uh, this, have some, this has some uh, marvellous artwork. Yes, and which you'll be able to see on the website, so on freakstreet.co.uk, I'll take a photo of it for you. Now, what, what's it called? Uh, it is called uh, Let's Get Away From It All. And uh, it's by? And it's by the Mike Sam Singers. Oh, and it's got a picture of said singers. It's, it has uh, a picture of uh, said, said singers in, um, I guess, I guess period costume, although it could be contemporary to when it was uh, recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are all off on a Beano. Um, and, uh, well, continuing the, the theme of my earlier story, they're all, they're all off on, on a beano to the moon. To the moon? You yes. can't go to the moon. What are they wearing? Are they wearing spacesuits? They are not wearing spacesuits, no. They are, they, they are wearing, a, a, well, a, a selection of comfortable but jolly clothing for, uh, for the modern holiday maker. Well, because, it's, because it is a record, I've, I've already queued a track up, so you don't get to choose. Uh, well, I've, I've chosen track one, side one. 
uh, which is... Uh, it is uh, called Put On A Happy Face. Put On A Happy Face. Now, I think I know how that goes, but let's see how the Mike Zahn singers do Put On A Happy Face. <laughs> That um, Mike Song may well be in space. This isn't the uh, Mike Song thing. It was in that. It was in the case, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it still says, yeah. and there's nothing on yeah, the inside um... that suggests otherwise. So I'm yeah, now going no, to do the. Is, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? What does it sound like to you, Rob? This music, if it's not. Um, this this sounds like well, it sounds like the soundtrack to to a war film. Yeah, it does have, <laughs> or so, and certainly something. Let's let's have a little look and see what is it. Now I'm going to do the, the difficult thing. I'm going to move away from the mic and move my head round and round and round to read the label. So hold on a second. Peter's now moving away from the mic. Getting a bit dizzy. He is, he is now he's now Vic- performing a dangerous manoeuvre. Victory at Victory at Sea. Open brackets. Rogers. Um, Richard Rogers, baby. Uh, yeah, I can get get a bit of Morse code there. Uh, yep, 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 we got. Victory C. Um, theme from the NBC television series. So yeah, this um, there's a whole um, his master's voice. There's little is it Nipper, the dog? In, uh, is was that the name? I, d- I don't know. Anyway, I, that, I, that I, dog <laughs> looking in that big cornet for ice cream, and 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 yeah, it's uh, mid sixties. TV series uh, fame it appears, but we'll let it we'll let it play in the background for a bit. Goes, goes on a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's for, a, for, for, for a TV, TV theme, theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's music from so, uh. um, and it's difficult to say whether it's uh, Victory at Sea, whether it's a uh, it's not a TV show I've ever heard of, and I'm kind of a TV nerd, so um, I think maybe a long documentary story, maybe the American version of the World at War at Sea, something like that. Uh, but, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, you can you can you can you can get that sea. Now you've said it. Now, now you've said C. You can kind of hear the the waves. You can't. Um, you're not um, so sure. You're no, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not getting a C vibe from it. I mean, apart. Yeah, no, the Morse yeah, code. Yeah. The, Morse, uh, the Morse code bit, but that could have been anything. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh well, we'll 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 fade that down now. We may we may revisit. Victory at Sea. I'll stop it. I'll, I'll get it out and look at it properly. But in the meantime, um, what have you found, Rob? What have I found? Yeah. What have you found? Well, um, 
one of one of my favorite finds um lately was uh just happening just happening across um uh, oh, a wonderful uh, uh national geographic annual uh or compilation mm. uh just uh sitting uh on top of a recycling bin wow that's pretty good yeah you know so the nearby recycling bin and, and it was a pristine copy it was a it was a pristine hard leather bound very nice uh yeah uh, national national geographic uh mm. yeah uh so uh, so it was leather bound so was it a collection of the magazines uh yeah yes uh not not so much, you know. Somebody, somebody had taken a binder around the uh, right because if it was individual magazine. magazines, yeah, because yeah. uh, they do do those binders. It was more, yeah, it was more, more of a collection of articles. It, it right. dated, it dated from around the fifties. So oh, there was a, nice. there was a, there was a fascinating piece on um, on uh, Canada's distant early warning line. Oh really? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, what can you tell me about said thing? Um, I'm assuming it, you read it. it <laughs> well, assuming you took it home with you. This, this. Yes, this. yes. It, it, uh, it lives in my house. Find a place on your coffee table if you had such a thing. Um, yes, and uh, uh, it had uh, so it's one this article on the the distant early warning line um, back in the back in the good old days of the Cold War mm-hmm. when they would uh, station people in um, uh, basically in 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 desolate uh, reaches of. Canada of, and, of, and, and of Canada, uh, just to which is quite a lot to, of Canada. <laughs> yes, is desolate. Just just to just to watch out for Soviet bombers. Yes, well, uh, you know, someone had to do it, and if they were going that way, they're not. They're going. They're going over that way. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. National Geographic. What I always remember of National Geographic magazine is the um, what I'm sure they would call ethnographic photos on the cover, but often um, how would I put it to be kind to National Geographic semi pornographic pictures of of women in with from from uh africa without wearing tops often um usually in some kind of national dress but their national dress seemed to be less well i i mean covering I, yeah i've i've never been a regular reader of national geographic pieces so i wasn't I'm reading not, those I'm ones not, i'm not really familiar with them no, I, don't, I, just, <laughs> I just remember seeing them in in our school library obviously uh, and and looking through them I, i've always had an interest in um such things um yeah so so not a 50s and you say 50s binder uh yeah yes uh, so, 50, so yeah 50s 50s hardback and just just came from someone's house you reckon just uh I I assume so. If it's on um, top of the bin, um, it's, it's not something. Do you think they they took it out, realised what it was, left it then, and forgot it? May, maybe they. I don't know. Maybe I. Maybe it couldn't go in the slot. But mm, yeah, no, that's uh, that is true. <laughs> but even as well, just as well, their loss is your is your gain there. That sounds yeah, actually yeah. quite a cool piece to find. Yes, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it has pride of place in my on my bookshelf now. Keeping and, your uh, eyes out for more. Complete the yes, set. Yes, from but only from recycling bins. Uh, Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, I, obviously, obviously, you know, uh, this may be the beginning of a collection, but you know, I can only take take them from recycling bins now. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, National Library of recycled um, books and treasures because it's got to be. <laughs> it is that thing when you put something in the recycling, you think, well, there is that that reuse bit first, and if they were, and sometimes you have to just get rid of nice stuff or stuff that you've had for ages, and, and you want to take it down the charity shop, but it's so much stuff. That sometimes you just do. Put a Terry Pratchett book in the recycling. There's enough of them out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, Terry, but it's true. You know, they're out there. So, um, 
we're going to move on to your stuff now. So okay. I think we'll move on to your objects. Yes. So um, what is your object? Wave it, wave it in front of the mic again. So just uh, yeah. wave, the, wave this in front of the microphone yeah. again. It's good noise. So, yeah. so, so we know. Um, so this is this is an item of clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a hat. Yep. Um, and it is a hat in support of the Sri Lanka cricket team. It is, yes. Uh, I believe it comes from um, the World Cup, one of the World Cups on the side there. In, indeed. Uh, oh, yes, ICC Cricket World Cup, West Indies 2007. 2007. Um, I wish I could remember who won that World Cup. Um, Sri Lanka have won the Cricket World Cup before. Um, it was quite a shock when they did, but since then have always been a force in one-day cricket particularly. Um, as you know, Rob, because you must clearly be a very big cricket fan. Um, yes, that's that's why I uh, I, pe- I particularly uh, alighted, alighted on this. Actually, no, I, I've never understood the appeal of cricket. <laughs> Well, do you want me to explain the appeal of cricket for you? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Well, the main appeal, particularly of Test cricket, is it's a game that lasts five days, which, when you're watching it, you drink, and that's good enough for me. Okay. Um, I mean, I went to I went to the uh, England West Indies game um, last Friday, second day of the Test, which I think I've described elsewhere as the most boring day of cricket I've ever seen. At the same time, it was a great day because we had a bottle of champagne, a couple of bottles of wine, lots of cheese, lots of ham, lots of stuff like that, and we ate and we drank and we made jokes and occasionally we looked at the cricket. Um, does that not I sound appealing well, to you? Yeah, but you know, I, 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 I can think of like better excuses to drink to drink for five days. It's, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that, and I'm, certainly I didn't drink non-stop for the game for the rest of the five days. It's just a and, and probably cheaper ways as well. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't super cheap in, um, but you know there was there was tradition as well. Tradition, very important. The tradition of sitting in quite a cold seat, in quite a cold round because it was a cold day, mm. um, whilst drinking all day. Um, and mainly the plus point of that is to tell people you're at the cricket, um, which in 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 a work situation, rather than saying I'm taking Friday off to drink all day, if you say I'm taking Friday off to go to the cricket. They seem to accept that more. Uh, okay, you can see, you can <laughs> see that. Um, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. That make, that does make sense. It's, it's slow paced. Yeah, so it's, so it, okay. So it 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 makes a constant drink, constantly drinking five five days socially acceptable. Yes, that's something, and not only socially acceptable, acceptable to your workplace. Um, it is a game which has a lot of statistics, and obviously. Statistic bores like I'm not a big statistic nerd, but it's nice to be able to watch a game without watching the game in some ways. Um, I suppose you know, people would say about Test Match Special, where you have some people who are doing much the same as I was. They, uh, even if they're not drinking all day, they might as well be because their conversations range from the game at hand to chocolate cakes, mm-hmm. um, which is fun to watch and soothing to listen to. Um, I must admit, I didn't understand cricket when I was a kid. And it was only much later when I tweaked the drinking thing that it kind of worked. Um, one day, one day cricket is more if you like the idea of the you game. You have to drink really fast. Yes, well, twenty twenty cricket, man alive! You're going you through your beers. <laughs> you're shotgunning those cans of Fosters. You but, to, um, do, you, do you actually have to drink twenty beers at twenty twenty cricket? Do you, in, have to, you do, yeah. yeah, yeah, or twenty sips, twenty liters. I don't know, something like that. But it is, it is complicated and and not a good thing in general. Um, but no, um, and uh, describe the cap a bit more. What, what is the uh, Sri Lankan logo on the front? Uh, it is, it is a lion. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is brandishing uh, a sword or a da- short sword dagger. Yeah, yeah. Some sword, sort some of form. blade. It is. I think it looks like the same line that's on the Sri Lankan uh, flag. 
Uh, on the side, there is the logo of said World Cup, which I don't think is the best logo in the world for an international sporting competition. Uh, it's it, yeah, it is uh, a red a red fi- human figure, mm-hmm. um, sunburn perhaps, uh, possibly sunburn, um, and the uh, the the cricket bat has been seem yeah, it's it's been it's been cleverly morphed into into a palm tree, and. Uh, and there are also wickets falling, which is bad for the batsman, I guess. Part of the game. Um, yeah. I, I've, oh, I've always said that if there's one place I want to watch cricket, it is Sri Lanka. A, because they're cricket nuts, and B, it's really nice there. Um, and so one day I will I will make it out there to watch cricket. And, um, and if that hat is still in lost property, I may take it with me, um, even if I am supporting England. Um, colours? On the hats, uh, the colours the colours are blue and yellow. Blue and yellow, yeah. That's which is because uh, one day cricket is pajama cricket is the one where they wear the, the garish colours out, outfits as opposed to all wearing white. Right. One of the yes, things yes. I, didn't, I really didn't understand as a kid is that both teams were wearing the same colours. How did they know who was on their side? Do they still wear cricket jumpers now? Uh, yes, but less so because they're yeah. already fit now. The idea of wearing a jumper as yeah, part of the sport, yeah, it's less. You cute. know, it is. Cricket at least you know used to score points on style. Yes, yeah, less so now. I mean the, the mm. cricket fans, but yeah, the yeah because they didn't wear helmets and they had those nice chunky jumpers. Uh, less of the chunky jumpers now. Um, in fact, last Friday was pretty nippy, but I don't think I saw anyone. And you think even the West Indies might wear their chunky jumpers because they're used to it being warmer, but mm. not the case. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to take us back to the record now since we've got it. Now taking the record off the. Um, off the turntable. Uh, can you can you read from the back of the album there? Uh, just just how that starts. Um, what it what it says the the sleeve notes. Uh, okay. Well, the, well the sleeve notes uh, are are a nice uh, a nice story. Yeah. Uh, if you were to be a castaway alone with five other people on a deserted moon, which eight gra- gramophone records would you take with you? That's almost like a, the plot to a radio show that already exists, apart from the space bit. Yes. Yes. It would it would have been much more exciting if mm. it was a. Desert mm. Island Planet. Yes, mm. they should update it. Really, actually, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not telling the BBC what to do. I think you can steal that idea from if you want. If you want to update it to Desert Island Planet, go ahead. I won't sue you. And I think it makes it more, you know, 21st century. Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind that even Rob here has been yeah. to space. Well, exactly. And uh, that's interesting. And, uh, that's, they, that's they like could... a space thing, and this was a sea thing. So yeah. it's like our conversation earlier it was almost completely mirrored by the record. So this I record is like the Mary Rose, and and in disappointment yes. level it might be as well. <laughs> quite quite possibly. So um, so you're on you're, you're on, you've you picked your eight records on the planet. Uh, what does it say next? Well, I mean to say you don't take that sort of question at all seriously, do you? And I don't suppose I'd have given it another thought if we hadn't taken a scroll stroll down to the jetty that evening and bumped into this chap all dolled up in oilskins and plastic space helmet. There he stood shouting, "Any more for the Skylark?" Mystery tour leaving now. It, it is quite a long story, so I don't think we're going to read it all out. But it is—I mean, it, it makes the album almost worthwhile, even if the record isn't in there. Um, so what I've got—I've got Victor at C here, Rogers uh, with a D. So I do think it is uh, Richard Rogers. Um, so it's orchestral suite from the NBC TV production, uh, arranged by Roy, uh, Robert Russell Bennett. Side one. So what we heard there was that the song of the high seas. Um, uh, band two, the second track is The Pacific Boils Over Oh blimey blah, 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 blah. Uh, Band three, Guadalcanal March Band four, D-Day On B-side 
we have um, Hard Work and Horseplay, uh, The Fame of the Fast Carriers, Beneath the Southern Cross, um, Mare Nostrum. Mare Nostrum, is that the South Pole Star or something like that? Um, I don't know. No, uh, victory it's, it's, it's C, C something C. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's Rough Seas. Yeah. And uh, Victory at Sea. So of those tracks, I think I know where you're going to go here, but of those tracks, which one would you like to hear, Rob? Uh, I'd like to hear the Pacific Boils Over. Pacific Boils Over. Okay. Which, mm. whoa, I thought you were going to go for Hard Work and Horseplay. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe, no, no. Maybe at the end. <laughs> Neither of those things interest me. Hard Work or Horseplay. Okay. So uh, again, we, this is in, in the old days. I know they used to do this all the time with records and shit. But um, I, this is the first time I've actually ever DJed on a radio show with a record. So let's see if this works. <laughs> little worried there it wasn't going to start boiling um i watched ocean never boils <laughs> it's true um yeah we're gonna leave this on in the background again and see if the boiling really picks up um it's, it's definitely starting it's, to get um, somewhere now yeah 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 well i thought i thought it was it, it just started to boil then but yeah it's uh Something's going on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. it's definitely boiling. It's got to be great to be be in an orchestra for this kind of thing. You know, you know <laughs> what's coming. You know what's coming. It's like it, you just days. Yeah, the the conductor oh, is waving his arms around and contorting his face. Um, but it doesn't. I don't think this is a suite we're going to hear at the proms this year. Somehow, it seems very soundtrack specific. Uh, yeah, it's um. Yeah, well, it's a certainly, certainly a surfeit of drama. All of a sudden, there's plenty of drama. Yeah, there. yeah. Now, now, now the Pacific is boiling. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, little little motifs in there certainly that sound right for the kind of war thing it is. 
Yes, uh, yeah. Not not so much for a boiling ocean. I was, I was, I, I, yeah. I was, you know. It does I'm feel not, like something sure. else. There's a little I'm bit not, of Wizard of Oz sure. in this. <laughs> sort of Wizard of Oz esque um, glissandos. It sounded good. It sounded, it sounded quite Radio Three. That yes, yeah, yeah. I, I gave it a go. Yeah. I could do, I could do my uh, late junction um, sort of intro. Well, that was a, a difficult track. Uh, we don't we know we won't all like it, but if we we all uh, if we all played what we liked, then we wouldn't be on late junction. Um, <laughs> so your book. What, what, what book did you find downstairs? Uh, okay. Uh, for my for my book, uh, I because well I've. Again, I, you'll I be able to see the, it, yeah. I wanted the car boot one. But, oh, uh, yeah, no, but, yeah, the car uh, boot one, I'll tell you, just gone now. But gone. Uh, I, I've ended up picking up um, A Century of Bath. A Century of Bath, not A Century of Baths. No, this is A Century of Bath, about about the city of, of Bath. No names, because I believe it has a famous bath in it. Uh, I, I believe that is true. Um, it, is, uh, also, a- it is also where they invented bath chairs. yes. And um, uh, bath crackers, um, uh, bath bath uh, <laughs> bathing. Yes, yes. Uh, first, and it's first um, bathing. Yeah, uh, and it's it's got a, a lot of pictures. Lot a lot of pictures, which um, one is of the Millennium Dome for some reason, but... uh, which is not in Bath. No, no, I've uh, I've checked. Let's <laughs> see. I believe it's now called the O2. Uh, Oh. It'll always be a Millennium Dome to me. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it's the Millennium Dome in this book. Yes. Oh, well, the century may be fin- finished. Has it got a publication date at the front to suggest that maybe it was 2000 or something? Uh, yeah, let's... These things. Uh, yeah, 1999. Yeah, there you go. Hence said century. So... Although I believe I believe Bath Bath the city is actually older than a century. Yes, oh, that's true. Yeah, it's got that crescent. It's very old, I believe. And and the Bath, well, it's a Roman city, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it was originally Bartholanium or or something like that. I think that's the Roman word for it, wasn't it? The, yes, ba- yes. Bartholanium. <laughs> that's that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes. Um, was that a picture of the Queen Mum there? That was a yes. That is a a picture of the Queen Mother. She's pulling um, a pint because she does that quite a bit. <laughs> Um, no, no. She, for for once, this is not a picture where she's pulling a pint. This is uh, a picture where she is. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. Pity. She she's she she's got a pen. She looks she looks like she's about to sign something. She's doing she's doing that um, kind of I'm about to sign something pose, but not a check. So uh, no. So are there any facts? If you take me to page fifty-two of said book, uh, right. see if there are any facts or a interesting picture for us. Let's, let's get a sense of. Okay, well, um, what we got here? We it looks have, like some fi- kind of on page fifty-two. We have uh, is it a tram and a street we party? Have, we have, yeah, we have street parties. Um, uh, this is a celebration of the silver silver jubilee of King George V. Right. Okay. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in nineteen thirty-five, yeah. uh, in which a series of spectacles were arranged to mark the occasion, including gymnastics displays on the wreck and processions in the Royal Victoria Park. Nice, and and below that um, there was a tram, I think. Yes, uh, I, I, and I, I do love a tram. Yes, we don't like a tram. Yeah, and uh, no trams uh, in Bath now, I'm guessing. And it's a, it's a, uh, I don't believe there are no, no, no sadly. Um, uh, if. If anyone, if, yeah, if anyone yeah, knows, if, any, if, anyone, if anyone in yeah in in Bath would, who's listening would like to confirm whether or not there are trams. Yes. Um, 
Yes, but uh, it uh, the pic the picture is is of passengers boarding the electric tram for Coombe. Coombe. Uh, uh, down the high street of a fine morning in in 1925. Because uh, Bath is one of those places which is um, really close. I mean, it's really close to Bristol. It's only like ten miles away from Bristol. Yes, it's one of those yeah. ones that where you, you worry that if Bristol grew much bigger. It would eat up Bath. It, it would. It would. Yeah. It would eat Bath, and I, and I believe you know Bath. Bath has special measures. Yes, already, already in place to pre, to prevent being eaten by other cities. I, mean, I think there's the Bath it's, Home Guard, uh, and it's got yeah, its, probably yeah. got its own giant monster um, yes. that it would employ in such a situation. It would come up from the depths, rising out the Bath. Your um, Bathzilla. Bathzilla, indeed, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. And I remember playing with a, a similar kind of Bathzilla as a child. So, uh, which I'm assuming is just some kind of folk memory. Um, uh, yes, <laughs> not been not been used since. Um, you think the century of Bath is? Um, does it say on the back how much it costs? This handsome, if uh, somewhat lightweight book. Uh, the the recommended retail price uh, was fourteen ninety nine. Um, yes. Do you think it uh, ever sold for fourteen? I don't. I don't reckon it was ever sold. Ever, ever anyone um, ever sold it. As in, I mean, it's it's very picture heavy, which yeah. is which is some people like, you which know, is good. Um, no, no color pictures. Although no. most most of the photography is uh, black and white in the first is, place. So, is, yeah. yeah, is black and white and comes from the beginning of the century. And uh, Bath tourist board type type um, job. It seems quite lots. a whitewash. You know, it's not. It's not. Doesn't seem to be picking up yeah. the tough times of Bath really. Uh, well, well, you you say that. Um, we're, I've just I've just uh, hit some pictures of the Blitz. Oh, okay. Uh, so can... did, did they bomb Bath? They must have bombed Bath. Yes. Again, as a child, I used to occasionally bomb Bath. Uh, <laughs> soap with, and with, other, other with, items. And, and Bath bombs, presumably. And, well, uh, <laughs> we dreamt of Bath bombs. <laughs> First time I saw a lush Bath bomb, it, it confused me immensely. A, I would pay £2.50 for something for one Bath only. You know, a bottle of Radox will last me. Six months, and you don't have a bath, so... No, 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 no. it's a dis- distant memory for me. Oh, you could take that home and have a century of bath in your flat if he's... Well... Said, can I have a bath? No, but you can have a century of it. No. Um, and talking of centuries and so on, um, we come to the East Territory, the difficult question, but the, the question that I always want to ask, and this is the tough question, if there was one thing that's been lost to humanity um, that could be refound, um, be it uh, a physical item or something else, what would make the world a better place that's been lost? found a large number of the guests have mentioned items to do with pubs for some reason <laughs> i don't know why it's um oh uh it's a tough question it's it's, 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 it's yeah it's it is a tough question and you can you can tell how much uh how much preparation i've done here well, no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> um, good, so it's a good bit of thought but at the same time it's also good yeah. to get that gut feeling because in the end we could all sit down and go, you know, the, the the lost sense of brotherhood for all men, but I'm not sure we ever had that. Uh, no, <laughs> history doesn't bear. <laughs> history certainly doesn't bear that out. Um, you had the dodo, but would the dodo make the world a better place? It would probably just die out again for being stupid. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, <sighs> it's just tough. It's it. It is. I might. Um, I'm gonna have to press you soon, though. You're gonna have to. Yeah. Um, it's not much. I mean, I, I can I can play um, uh, rough housing and roughnecks or whatever. Um, uh, and you can you can feel free to flip yeah. through a century of bath just in yeah, case. Yeah, just in case there's, there's a, any any anything there. You know, anything um, there. Um, 
the Beatles reforming. Beatles re- uh, no, no, uh, no, no, nobody wants the Beatles. <laughs> no, certainly not at the moment. But two of them, two of them, are in less good form. Let's say. Yeah, <laughs> and then two that are alive. Um, uh, uh, an icon of uh, modern computing. Um, um, well, of well, yes, of, of obviously, you know, we we should all we should, we should actually. Uh, Teach eight uh, bit computing in schools. That's uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that, that. That'll be your answer then. I yeah, think. that's about. <laughs> um, I mean, because yeah. it, it, it's 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 part of our history, and I think it's uh, I think it's worth uh, everyone remembering. Yeah, um, but also it's it's the basis of all computing languages in the end. So if you mm-hmm. understand that, then you can pretty much understand anything that goes on in computing later. Well, exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, cor- courses in uh, in ZX. Uh, ZX machine code would be uh, <laughs> useful. Yeah, I mean, would be, I mean, uh, it would, would be a much would be a much better introduction, I think. To uh, well, you know what they're doing computing, computing courses at school these days. I mean, computing at schools these days is they they say is Windows Seven turn on Word, you know, which isn't computing. It's using packages. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it doesn't teach you how to use a computer. It teaches you how to use that particular thing. It doesn't tell you, teach, you, teach you anything about computing. <laughs> So um, okay, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to take that. I, admittedly, I did force it out of you. Yeah, yeah. But I am yeah, going to. Well, it's it's a tough question though, and um, yeah, uh, yeah I say other people have gone for uh, slightly cheaper pints. So I think that's, yours is a much more that's a much better <laughs> thing for the nation. Let's be fair, because you know you uh, uh, buy a man a pint, he's got a pint, but but teach a man to do eight bit computing, and he's got the skills to get a job, and he can buy all his own pints for the rest of his life. Like you, uh, can. <laughs> like you, you can buy as many pints as you want now because well, you have well, that skill. Well, I can because yes, because I because I learned to program as a youngster. Even, exactly. Even though I don't work in IT anymore. No, but <laughs> but, but that's how you got where you where you are to say hurrah for the ZX Spectrum and its machine code and yes. so on. Um, so after that, uh, torturous getting that out of you. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to play one more track. Um, but before we do that, I would like to say thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you, thank you for um, thank you for having me on. Uh, thank you to Freaky Trigger. Thank you to Soas Radio. Um, and uh, hopefully, I might be see if I can find find the actual disc for "Let's Get Away from It All" uh, sometime next. I do want to hear the Mike Sam singers um, do their renditions of some of the wonderful songs on there. But um, I'm going to end with going back to um, our Rogers uh, victory at sea, and this is uh, track one on side two which is um, hard work and horseplay. Um, I'll see you next week.